Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to The Artistic Voice. My name is Yvette Ferguson, your host. And today I have a very, very special guest. Well, what can I say? He has graced stages across the world, performing for celebrity clients, as well as just your average everyday people, um, has been, oh my goodness, um, has performed for many celebrities such as Bishop T.D. Jakes, Stephen Forbes, Danny Glover, Viola Davis, the list goes on and on and on. He's done many celebrity events, weddings, community affairs, and he's also a classically trained um, violinist from Juilliard. Today, the violinist extraordinaire, we have Mr. Richmond Punch. Hello, Richmond. How are you? How are you, Miss Yvette? Thank you so much. I'm doing well. (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. We are so happy to have you on the Artistic Voice. I know that you've been really, really busy. How's everything going? Yes, ma'am. Well, it's I, I feel blessed. It, everything is, you know, you would think with a pandemic that the world would be halfway asleep, you know, because <laughs> there because there's nothing to do, right? You right. you would think. But uh, the pandemic hit, and and then and and my world stopped for about two seconds, and then and then it and then it rebooted du- double speed, double speed, double productivity, double everything. Oh wow! Yes, ma'am. And that that's when that's what happened when I made that move from Dallas, Texas, to Atlanta, March first, twenty twenty. Oh wow! So what? Why? Why the move from from Dallas to Atlanta? Because you're born and raised in Dallas, right? You just wanted something different. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So I'm born and raised. I've been in Dallas my whole life. I always loved that city. That was always a place that I set my uh, sights on, my my career on to to make me, you know, a complete, really to make me an international artist. Um, and just basically in the recent years, I realized that maybe just location wise i wasn't in the place to truly make me truly make me international um so i i so i made a conscious decision uh, my wife and i did between la and atlanta um of a, of a place that would be that place that would shape and mold me uh, uh really help people to see me in that international light and we ended up choosing atlanta um it, it, it was between Black Hollywood and Hollywood, and Black <laughs> Hollywood won. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Awesome. How do you like Atlanta so far? Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, of course, the pandemic happened 12 days after we moved. We had no oh, wow. idea that it was oh, coming. Right. Uh, so it came, and, and uh, uh, some of my things got you know a little bit set back. Some of them pushed, uh, pushed on different dates a few of the things got canceled but then after all of that and once people started to kind of move and outside i think really in atlanta people never really stayed inside completely um then 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 all of a sudden business started picking up and it, it's been it's been something else um my 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 touring my whole entire productivity has has increased wow even before the pandemic so it increased before the pandemic, uh, it increased. Um, During I mean, it, you say it was increasing before the pandemic, but I'm saying mm-hmm. in this, you know, during pandemic, you know, 
this this phase this uh it, it, you know uh post post vaccine post introduction of vaccine um it's a bit it's been even doubled i wow, even even amazing. what i thought i was gonna have or what i thought i might accomplish it's it's just been greater my my first film for instance uh is T, bishop td jakes um, oh, is that the, last, uh, the one that's on Lifetime, or is yeah, that yes, yes, okay. that's right, All that's right. right. Yeah, and well, and that happened. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. So that happened when I moved here. I submitted to tons and tons of, uh, you know, the, those casting companies, um, trying to get in, finally get in my first major film, and also trying to bring whether visually or music you know, to be able to be in film. And now all of a sudden I got a, a message. It said, we'd mm. like you to be in a, a Lifetime movie. And I didn't know it till I got to set that it was that I would be immediately, hello and good morning to Tank, and to, to the R&B singer Tank, Carrie Hilson, yes. Clif- Clifton Powell, um, uh, uh, Tobias Trevelyan, I think she wasn't in the building at the time we filmed, but but I already know her in, in some ways almost personally, Miss Otoya Luckett. Um, and it, it was just, um, uh, it, it was just, all, it was just I, an, an introduction to film like like you could not imagine. Wow, that was a, that was, must have been a highlight there, Mr. T. D. Jakes and his film crew. Yes, it was amazing. It was amazing, and actually, the um, the director role went to to media um, media uh, caster and and entertainment uh, no uh, no notable notable um, uh, woman uh, Miss Miss Sean Robinson. Mm, okay. Yes, yeah, so Sean right. Robinson actually did the uh, the director of the film, even though. Oh, it wow. is a, a T, yeah, TD Jakes. He wanted to, I believe he wanted to create other additional opportunities for people. So he, yeah. And so she did a um, tremendous job with that. And that's funny because not only Bishop GD Jakes, but Sean Robinson had been someone I've been trying to get in contact with as well. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. So I know that um, your, your music is just this extraordinary. You have actually been all over the world. Can you just tell us, first of all, how did you get involved with playing the violin? Yes, ma'am. Well, Miss Yvette, when I was five years old, I was in Dallas Public Schools. Um, my mom wanted me to be in a good school, a school with um, with a good education. And they yeah. had public, they had come out with the public Montessori platform in Dallas. And, and it was life changing. I was just in a school, able to be placed in the school off a waiting list. And they had the music programs in the school, and we had no idea. Mm. So, what was it about the violin that that like piqued your interest? Well, the violin—that's what happened. Is the school sat us down, and they were, we would listen in a concert, and they were like, you know, if you like one of these sounds, pick one. And I just, I was like, basically, I just, please, may I have the violin, the the violin, and. I just love the sound of it, the how it relates to the human voice, to singing, you know, how it go across up and down note wise, you know, how you can get some Anita Baker in it and some Whitney Houston <laughs> and some Mariah Carey. 
right um, you know all all of those voices in in it and then you can you know come back with some alicia keys and some uh you know ella may and some uh um snow uh, allegra you yes. know yeah and yeah and, and so but but in but initially it was just that i heard the voice i i, mm-hmm. I felt like the the voice a voice if 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 god could speak to me through music i felt like it was the violin that i was hearing it from wow 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 and so from five years old up until now you've just been going fast forward huh uh, yes ma'am yes ma'am um a lot of help along the way a lot of practicing um my first lessons were from the southern methodist university um which had the students had lower cost lessons for uh, parents to be able to afford and be able to do it. Um, and then I, I found out about the Southern Methodist University program mm, um, okay. that 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 was um, weekdays during the school year and week. Uh, I'm sorry, weekends during the school year and weekdays during the summer. And I learned and studied orchestra and got to know more classical music and composers. Then I, then I found out about the Dallas Symphonies program for free lessons for minorities when I was when I was about 13. And oh, from wow. that point on, my life really started to change. Wow. And um, you went to the famous Booker T. Washington um, School of Arts out here in Dallas, correct? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm so happy now running around all over Atlanta, everywhere I play. Uh, first thing out of my mouth is, I'm a graduate of the Booker T. Washington High School for the Performing <laughs> Visual Arts, where Erica Badu and Nora Jones went. <laughs> <laughs> and people right. started. I mean, so many and then people, people and, out there. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, some people look at me, depending on who the audience is, and, well, who's that? <laughs> and, then, and, then I'll, and then I'll go back and add in, and also Edie, actress Edie, Edie, excuse me, Edie Brickell. Um, Edie Brickell, who worked with Steve Martin. You right. know, so, so it's like they might not know Erica Badu and Nora Jones, but they're going to know Edie Brickell. Right. <laughs> you and know I'm what I'm saying? And so. Erica Badu and, and Nora Jones. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, most of them, they really, they know that, you know. Right, right. And, and right. then I'll move on to say that that I'm proud and honored to be a graduate of the Juilliard School in New York City and have my master's degree from Yale University. And then, and then after that, the room gets, it gets so quiet. <laughs> like, oh. It gets so quiet. And then I'm like, shoot, would, everybody's so quiet in here. Let me go ahead and start playing some September Earth, Wind and Fire. Because it, it's a little too fire. It's a little too quiet in here. Right, right. Tell us about that experience at Juilliard and at Yale. Oh, sure. Uh, well, yeah, that started in 1998 uh, when I went to Juilliard. Uh, it was an amazing time. Um, you know, it was still the end of the 90s, you know, uh, the end of Jordan's era. And I was young and, you know, I was like, I'm going to be in the city. I'm going to see all these celebrities. And of course, <laughs> of course. Of course, I was all about Mozart, Beethoven, and Bach, you yes. know, back then. Although, while I was at Booker T, you know, I, I closely listened and watched Nora Jones, and, um, and 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 I took a jazz improvisation class. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to be like like my whole career returning to that, but 
but yeah so i was in new york and uh every time i'll be walking down the street be like today i saw ben stiller they'd be like no you didn't be like um no no y'all don't understand i was walk. i just came from the club and and reese witherspoon was walking down the street um they were like no they were like no she wasn't and then one day they were, it was like michael jackson is in times square Everybody was like, no, he ain't. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, and they, they missed, they missed all them other days. You know what I'm saying? They missed Ben Stiller, Reese Witherspoon. They missed, well, the thing is by the time that they realized that Michael Jackson was down there, they was too crowded. Right. Know, couldn't nobody get down there. <laughs> and then, and then, then I went to hear Roy Hargrove in the vill- in the village uh, jazz club. And, yeah. and I'm in there and I'm like, y'all, and, and Janet Jackson came to hear Roar Hargo. They like, no, she did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like they should have been hanging out with you at that time. <laughs> no, no. No, it was it was a really cool place to be. Oh, and I'll never forget that funny one when I was playing in Subway and I was like, I was like, there go Yolanda Adams. Like, like just walking like in the connection from one of the trains to the other, one of those deep tunnels. Yeah. in New York City. And I was like, there go Yolanda Adams. And they were like, no, it wasn't. I was like, yeah, you're right. It was just her sister. <laughs> 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 and it was, it was, in fact, her sister. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Oh, my gosh. So when did the transition um, like change over from classical to modern day music? When did you start? Oh, sure. Well, yeah. A lot of it, you know, when I was playing in the in the subways I was jamming and a lot of those things and I learned how to um because I could prolong a song and try to make some extra money on it you know so like if I played Mozart for three minutes I might get five dollars but if I can improvise and add a few bars in this song I could come up with a Mozart one song and play it for eight minutes I might get 15 20 dollars so, so that's wow. where where my my, my 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 improvisation started, you know. So if it if you know if it's so the only. So I just improvised um, half of that. Half of that was improvised for sure. Can I just say when you play, I can feel it. I can feel when you play. That right there is passion right there that you put into that into your music. I love it. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you goodness. very much. But I learned how to do that. It started with that. And then I was I was like, well, I better learn something. And I went to the uh, started going to a lot, a lot of jam sessions. Um, And then I started asking my roommate some extra questions. You know, my roommate studied with Winston Marcellus. Um, Mm. So I actually asked my roommate because I heard that, you know, he, you know, he taught with him. Sometimes he would go to his house for these after school sessions, jam like sessions. So one time he actually invited me um, to Winton's house. Mm hmm. And I went in there and played and went and was like, basically went and was like, um, brother, you need to go home and practice. Uh, <laughs> you know, he was basically like, you ain't ready. <laughs> oh, and then that was the only time, that was the only time I've been in Winter Marcella's house. Wow. 
Wow, when he told you you weren't ready, huh? <laughs> yep. Well, you're ready now, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready now. <laughs> so I hear you got four CDs out. Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. Um, gospel covers. Yes. Uh, finally, I have Back That Violin Up, and I have Hymns for Bottom, written for Bottom John. Yeah. Where can people mm -hmm. find your CDs? Oh, sure. Uh, they're in all stores on online, uh, wherever people buy music online, as well as, uh, I love to say, you know, Amazon, iTunes, um, Spotify, and I love being on Tidal, um, you know, uh, the Jay-Z streaming service. And mm -hmm. but I'm on a lot of those um, um, places where you can buy music. And I have uh, those CDs. Or you can... Um, I send hard copy CDs. A lot of people actually purchase my hard copies from uh, directly from me. And I have um, uh, those available and you can just uh, ask to inquire about those. Okay. And um, okay. So I, I saw that you played a four hour set for Richard Brooks viewing service. That was incredible. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So um, you know, I, I love to spread the message of that all people should be created. I'm sorry, all people are created equal. It should be treated equally. Right. Um, you know, that every life matters, but yes, the black life matters. Right. Uh, it's the one that is, is, you know, that's so critical to, to matter because it's the one that they taken out. They, they yeah. are literally taking us out. Um, Oh, and I'm so glad you brought up that topic, especially today, because I just watched the BET Karen movie mm. um, uh, the other day. But 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 yeah, I was out there at the Wendy's when Rayshard Brooks, the day after he had gotten shot, um, while basically sitting in the drive-through and was was asleep, and wow. and somebody just like, "There's a black man in the wrong, doing wrong, and in the wrong place." And it ended his life. And but I went out there and and uh, then one of my um, fans said, "You should send this to his family to." And then you know, so then I sent it um, to to the legal team to Chris, uh, Chris uh, Stewart. Stewart, um, you know, I already knew people like Lee Merritt mm -hmm. from Dallas, from Dallas, but Chris Stewart was handling. Though the cases, some of the cases in Atlanta, and then yeah. that led to me playing for his viewing service, and and then even after I started, I, I had no idea that the news, the national news was there, and uh, I'm I'm in the middle of performing, and my wife shows me, she like showed me her phone, she like you you online and on TV everywhere, I was like what, wow, wow, you know, and 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 it was um. Basically, there was, you know, it was right after George Floyd happened. So the viewing service, the, you know, the services, those services, the particular services were shown nationally and internationally. And same thing happened with Rayshard Brooks. And it was just, it was a powerful day to even be a part of that and to have them stream my, my music where I, I'm playing, you know, like Tamala Man and like, Kurt Franklin, like I was playing yeah. Kendrick Lamar, all these things yeah. that um, that that Richard Brooks' um, wife had uh, 
asked me she just told me you know don't hold back from from when it comes to black lives matter when it comes to rachel brooks having matter whatever you feel like that do it and i it's yeah it's amazing wow that is amazing and for four hours wow that's that's something um you do a lot Mm -hmm. of work in the community as well uh can you tell me about some of the mentoring programs that you work with sure um i've a lot of it comes from the organizations that helped me when I was a child. Like I, myself, Richmond Punch, am a United Way story. So, um, so, so one of the things I was able to do was to give back through United Way. Uh, you know, even as I was a kid, performing, you know, um, uh, uh, sometimes, you know, get, just giving performance to United Way for some of their things. And then as I got, as a professional, they invited me to, to you know to compensate me to do various united way fundraisers but um but another one that was really important is big brothers big sisters because i came from a single parent home i had no father and let me tell you i had me some big brothers i had i had uh some amazing and i mean in in my particular case you know white uh white males that came into my life um, and, you know, pivotal point that that point when, you know, when kids are like, well, I could end up, you know, one way or or I could end up, you know, in, in a straight and narrow. And they right. gave me some life experiences that that changed my life. And um, Big Brothers, even still to this day, I've done. Um, matter of fact, I just did a um, through the virtual bookings, then things that are possible. I did a fundraiser in Utah. Um, I did a fundraiser Utah. So um, my my life has changed both in the actual tours and the actual travel, as well as in the virtual events um, as well. Matter of fact, I just had, I just had a nonprofit in Boston um, request, request 10 minutes of my music um, for a, it's called colors or colors or colors magazine. And Mm -hmm. they, they promote, the success of of people of color and they 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 asked me for 10 minutes of my music um and yeah and you know i mean you know get treated like black royalty you know i feel i feel like they i'm an artist but um when people embrace your gift it's it's just amazing um so i do that uh big brothers big sisters um all kind of ways i love to um i used to i used to love playing and running across the homeless back in dallas and i would you know i would try to play and they would dance and they would sing you know and i would um i would love to i love to bring that mental peace um as well as to bring a smile to their face um you know so yeah always i've always loved giving back that's awesome. I mean, and music is just that that type of that feeling that it, it's feel good. You know what I mean? So when mm-hmm. you're playing for the homeless or you're playing for people that are, you know, grieving or whatnot, it's just feel good music. It makes it feel great. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Now, tell me, um, you were Disney or still is Disney Cruise Line entertainer? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, ma'am. Tell me about fact, that. I can tell you in a couple of different things. Uh, uh. Wait, 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 wait. 
I had to get I had to get in the right key. <laughs> but yeah, um yeah, uh you know, everybody it's one thing to like learn Disney music and be like I like Disney music. It's right. another thing to actually get a job opportunity. When I uh saw the listing online, I actually thought it was a fake job listing. Mm-hmm. Um I thought and I was like I was like this is not this there's no Disney job available for a cruise line i'm like this is some fake link if i hit it and i put in my name they're gonna get all my information and <laughs> and try to sabotage and then and it's so all it, but i i went and submitted anyway even though i was scared of right. what was actually on the other end and then i got a call i got a call and they were like we want to wow. get you a job on disney cruise line and i did it oh wow at least for a few months um i did it but i really missed you know the opportunities that were available on land um yeah. you know the um i missed that but i did work and entertain the adults and kids on disney cruise line i would play both disney songs as well as you know pop r&b hip-hop latin um you know even fiddler on the roof and devil went down to georgia you know wow and how long were you guys um you know where did you have to spend out on the ocean how, how long oh right yeah so sometimes the, the the travels can be as long as like four months straight and whatnot but mine wow. was like closer to like between two and three three yeah, close to like three. Yeah, it was a it was a summer that I did it. Now it would have been longer if I said you know I wanted to stay in everything like that. Um, but I did. It was an amazing experience that I had. Um, it's done a number of things. As a matter of fact, I just got my first ever request for an all Disney wedding. Well, wow. Um, yeah, so I'm so uh, I should be going to St. Louis the next year for an all Disney wedding. I've never wow. had somebody ask for Disney music from head to toe. I mean, I'm even doing a cocktail hour, so they do two hours, and they it's still they still want Disney. Oh wow, that 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 is amazing. I mean, you have to love Disney. <laughs> Who doesn't mm-hmm. love Disney? Yep. Oh my God! So with everything that you do, um, what keeps you motivated? Oh wow! Well, well, my amazing wife, uh, for one, she's Aww. she's awesome. She helps me. Uh, we've been traveling together during the pandemic, with the touring has increased. Um, that's been amazing because uh, we've been working as a team, and we've been to we went to Dallas nine times in 2020. Oh my goodness! Was it, was it <laughs> nine times, or I've been to Dallas nine times since the pandemic started. Something like yeah, yeah. Um. What else? Um, we've been in. Um, wait a minute, nine times. So, yes, I think it's right. I've been to Columbus, Ohio. I've been to Los Angeles, and this is all during the pandemic, like since pandemic. I've wow. been to um, uh, some. There's some other cities. I have Nashville coming up. I have Jacksonville coming up. I have. Uh, I'm right now trying to close a wedding. In, in 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 Miami Key West, my hmm. my uh, Miami Key West, Florida. 
Um, I have uh, somebody also right now at the same time trying to bring me to New York on these uh, different, very sporadic weekends. It's funny because I really have been trying to get more New York and LA because yeah. that those pathways can also lead to uh, Dubai and France and you know like all those different countries. But yeah, they're um, going to bring me to a, uh, I believe, to a restaurant in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, something I've been I've really been working on being able to get those those kind of opportunities. And so it's it's amazing. Wow, and, uh, um, I'm impressed with everything that you you do. And you also did some work with the Dallas Cowboys, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. Actually, before I left, one of the greatest things that happened in the city of Dallas for me was me playing Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, Tennessee whiskey at an event in downtown Dallas. And then and a woman was there like like I, I had my, you know, with my full tracks, you know, and I was, you know, You know, so and that's Tennessee whiskey. Anyway, so I had it full going with the track. This this white woman was her friend were like like three feet from me, and my speaker was up loud that day. So I'm like, I'm thinking <laughs> this lady gonna be. I'm like, she gonna be one of the people that end up complaining and get me fired just because she won't move away from my speaker. And she got like all up in my face, and I'm gonna start hitting right. some wrong note. They might fire me for that. <laughs> anyway, she's sitting up from my face, um, and and everything, and I'm like, lady, uh, you, you know, step back, just move back a little bit, give me a little bit of room, okay? And but I didn't realize she was like listening that closely, like wow. for a reason. She comes up to me towards the end of the event, before the end of the event. You're right, that's right. I'm walking around, introducing myself to people, and she comes around and says. I'm an event planner with the Dallas Cowboys. We would like for you to play. Uh, she's like, I love the way you play D- Tennessee whiskey. And we would <laughs> love for you to play. And we will, uh, I say, oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You, well, it was right in your ear. Well, I'm so glad that you liked it and, and that it wasn't too strong for you as well. Yes, it was very nice. Just, just right. Just perfect song. And, you know, that's the favorite song of Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. I would wow. love to know if you would like to play for Jerry Jones' Christmas party. I said, what? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So here, I didn't thought from me, from me, like being fired from like where she was, you know, that sound that, you know, people are actually listening. You know what I'm saying? She yes. was actually listening. And for a reason. And, and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I, um, and then I got a job at I played Jerry Jones' Christmas. And just before I moved, uh, I, I tried to make that a weekly job. But it was, I'll never forget, uh, you know, where I was, you know, basically he was sitting like, like just past 10 feet from me uh, while I played like, you know, two, three hours uh, Chris, uh, Christmas party. Mm, wow. Now tell me some of the challenges that you have faced within your journey. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> well, there was always it's always was was that that 
that threshold of local to to national or local to national and international that was a huge one um along the way it was like if the phone didn't ring or if there was some song i didn't know you know cuz cuz it, it it did happen um or you know then 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 i would be sitting at home there were many days i'd be sitting at home or the only job that i had at the time was being able to go hit the street and go jam and play for tips you know during during those times you know until yeah. i until i basically had to find something within myself that just said um they said i have done the work you know i had to i had to also i had to also learn to trust god more and say mm. you know i did i designed you you've been doing all this work and but I, I don't put you in, in any place or any position. I don't give you any gift or any task for you to for you to fail, for me to leave you behind. So I started um, trusting in God more um, and, and more. And, and then things were not so local, you know, mm -hmm. um, and it got more national. And then uh, now here in Atlanta, I feel there's uh, uh, you know, just this overcoming, and then, but but there's this the uh, being, you know, being someone be, being black, you know, being black and be a place. That's that's always a challenge, because um, I wonder, like, will I go into a restaurant in Buckhead, you know, and somebody um, look look at me sideways, you know, um, and then let the white person next to me, you know, just come go in. You, you know, and they can, you know, do whatever they want to do. Um, uh, there, there are those things, you know, those fears yeah. as a, yeah. as a black man. Um, also just, I don't know, just, uh, black in general, the pandemic, the pandemic yeah. is one, uh, it's big, you know, uh, trying to get people to, to, li to live together, to be more agreeable, to not, look at mask as something political to you know um to it's yeah there's definitely a lot but i well, i definitely say i have less things than i used to have less less worries than i used to have because because it did this this door is opening this door i just got a last minute call for um for waldorf astoria nice. uh nice. this weekend i i would have i you know, I would have I would have been playing uh, somewhere if I not gotten this call, you know, for for like, you know, closer to the the bottom type of music fee. Right. right. The, the, I'm talking about this weekend. I'm talking about and and I'm talking about it went from that to the whole other side. Wow. And, and, and it's like it's like only God can do that. You know what I'm saying? I need you to stay here. I need to stay positioned in these, in these, in these struggle, you know, in the struggle life, in the struggle job, because I'm setting you up for, mm. for, for a comeback. I'm setting you up for, for a surplus, you know, just, it's yeah, fair. just go ahead. It seems like that, but when you say it, just let go and let God, in other words, is what you're saying. And so when you started mm -hmm. doing that, that's when your whole world started opening up, huh? Yeah. And actually, um, I, even having good friends has been amazing. I actually had, I, I, I didn't change my pricing 
there was a threshold in my pricing that I didn't want to pass. Yeah. That that I actually passed in the middle of this pandemic because one of my friend friend encouraged me and gave me faith and they said um they said no you should um when people see your value you should put price things that way. They said don't you want to be able to, in life to do more things that have value than 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 twice as many things that have less value that have that have none none to less value so um so i i was like i was like what and 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 so my thing is actually that i don't still i don't still put aside those things that that have the lesser value that's been my thing that i don't do that but but when you start to do these things think like that and figure out what the balance is then all of a sudden you own that 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 serious value uh side of life and it's 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 amazing wow well mr richmond punch i just wanted to say thank you so much for gracing us with your presence here on the artistic voice and where can everyone find you on social media oh sure uh well my name is richmond punch uh my website is richmondpunch.net um I can be reached for bookings at 214-753-3477 on Instagram, Violin Richmond, at V-I-O-L-I-N Richmond. Uh, My TikTok is Richmond Punch. I I love to do a few dance moves on there. (laughs) I'm on TikTok. Um, I'm... On, on LinkedIn under Richmond Punch and, and you can find my music uh, everywhere. Awesome, awesome. Can you take us out, Mr. Richmond Punch? Oh, sure. <laughs> well, I was talking about September earlier. I think that might have been the first song I was talking about uh-huh. when, when I said I introduced myself and then the room gets quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I do this. <laughs> Guys, you're listening to the Artistic Voice with Yvette Ferguson and Mr. Richmond Punch. Until next time.